Droppe Gaming. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Drop Bear Gaming Podcast. Yes, yay. yay! Well, we're very, very excited today um, because there's so kind of been nothing to talk about for weeks and weeks and weeks and there still isn't. So we're doing another podcast and this one is episode 162. Yay, we're here for your ears and... Uh don't say we didn't warn you. <laughs> <laughs> there is really not much to be talking about. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, season three started of uh, Call of Duty a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, so another way for them to gouge cash out of people. That's good. Oh, yes. Yeah, and they're making it um, a priority, it seems, because everywhere you turn <laughs> in that game, there's you know, some other advertising for get this new season pass for whatever it turns out to be about 15 bucks 20 bucks now that the aussie dollars up the shitter um, yeah thanks thanks obama yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't think he had much to do with it <laughs> yeah that's the problem well true yeah yeah he's been trumped typical um yeah so yeah um i've been playing a fair bit of uh, cod actually it's pretty much the only game i've been playing um, and Charlie's uh, PC decided to die the other day. Just in time for homeschooling. That's good. Yes, yes. It, it was great timing, actually. Um, <laughs> so I've spent the last four days mucking around, you know, elbows deep in trying to make things work. So yeah. So that was different. Well, heads mm. up to the listeners. This may, we don't know what we're going to talk about on this episode, so it may or may not be gaming related. Yeah, we might end up talking about the weather. Yeah, and on that note, um, speaking of school, school at home, I got two kids at home that are school age, and we have Laura has a laptop and I have a laptop, and neither of us wanted the kids to be using our shit. So I jumped on uh, Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, Kogan, a couple of other websites looking at cheap laptops, and like every cheap laptop is sold out. So laptop manufacturers are loving this shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's funny actually. I was talking about it with Charlie this morning because one of the things he had to touch on for his homeschooling um, was uh, company shares and share pricing and things like that. Oh yeah, and he was, you know, a bit confused as to what the whole um, you know currency involved is. And I was saying, you know, if you were going to buy into tech, you would have wanted to do it like six months ago. Yeah. Because now everyone's gone out and bought everything that they need. And yeah. basically, people won't be buying too much tech for the next 6 to 12 months. Yeah, at well, least. there was a bit of a worry. Uh, welcome to the Drop Bear um, stock market podcast. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there was a bit of worry in the sort of early days of all this COVID shit about, you know, what, how will a lockdown affect us and how will it affect retail and everything like that. And then as things sort of... the first anxiety of it sort of drifted by or people got over it yeah we got to this point where now we're like wait a minute because that's what the the worry was that the economy would crash because everyone would stay home and no one would buy anything and then the government were like let's do stimulus 
But then realistically, we all stopped going out anywhere, which mm. kind of fucked the economy in terms of restaurants and stuff like that. But in yeah. terms of people spending their money, like they're not going out to spend money. So now they're sitting at home like, I'm bored. I'm still getting paid to be here working yeah. from home. So jump on some online shopping. Mm. And, and, so, and it's fair yeah. enough, but Tanya was actually making the comment the other day. She was on a website, uh, clothing website that you know was having a big sale, and um, she said at one stage she looked up and there was about five or six things in her cart, and they're like seriously fifty to seventy percent off type deals. Yeah, and then um, she got to the point where she was just looking at the clothes that she'd put in the cart, and she's like, well. I'm not going out. I can't wear these things anywhere. <laughs> What's the fucking point of buying anything? Yeah, true. So it's kind of a, a double-edged sword. Like it's a bit of a mixed are bag, yeah. Sales. yeah. So, but then again, I, um, I was actually only thinking this yesterday that I haven't seen too many emails from EB Games recently. Yeah, true. And not as many as there used to be only a few months ago. And then, of yeah. course, one dropped in with the new Lego crap. Yeah, um, Super Mario Lego. Hey, there's a gaming-related thing, except yes. that it's not a Lego game. It's literal mm. Lego that you build yes. with. But you can get um, some new Minecraft uh, uh, Lego stuff, and it comes with the skins. So mm. the characters that you build, you get the skins in the game, which is kind of cool. That's a pretty cool touch. Yeah, for anybody who actually still remembers what that game is. Yeah, well, Minecraft Dungeons comes out soon. That's mm. only a couple of weeks away now, so that's exciting. True, if it doesn't get delayed. Yeah, well, I don't think I think it's on track from what I've heard because it's only digital anyway. Ah, uh, fair. Whereas enough. we're seeing the retail delays, like we mentioned with Final Fantasy VII and The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. Um, and potentially every other fucking game. Mm. But in terms of digital releases, I think they're mostly on track for most of the stuff out there. Yeah, well, there's not much point not to. Well, there's a, there was the issues with developers in China and stuff about not being at work and causing yeah. delays because of all the companies in China that do like 3D art or literally every fucking puzzle piece of a video game. Yeah. You know, all the pieces that you fit together to make a game, like probably 50% of it at least is done in China in like coding sweatshops. Mm-hmm. Seriously. That sounds cool. Mm. So that's what the worry was of the delays, but... um. Anyway, um, mm. yeah, I mean, I've bought a couple of things. I haven't bought any gaming-related stuff, but I actually emailed EB Games yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah? Or the day before. I was like, hey, when the fuck can I pre-order a PS5? <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> did you get a response? Uh, yeah, I did. They're not taking pre-orders yet. I was mm. like, why wouldn't you? Seriously. So what we were talking about, you and I, the other day, we were talking about how Sony... There's a rumor based on some some analysts who I don't know what the rumor is based on, but they're basically it's it seems kind of firm that they're looking at US dollars four ninety nine to five forty nine for the PS five, which would equate to well the PS four was three ninety nine US dollars and it cost five forty nine Australian. So yeah. by that ratio the PS5, if it's between four ninety nine and five forty nine US, it would be around seven hundred to seven fifty in Australia. Mm -hmm. So, but they also announced that there's probably going to be some delays in the production, which they also I was reading they also had delays with the PS4 at launch because it was like Xbox were dead at launch. 
Yeah. And um, so the PS4 had just killed it in the marketing, and so everyone wanted one, and the price was fucking perfect. Mm. So they ended up, even with their delays, they sold 7.2 million units through by March, so within four months of launch. Yeah. And they've announced that this time they're going to have they're looking at five to six. Well, I don't know if they've announced it. Wherever these, this information <laughs> came from, they're saying five to six million units by the end of March. That's pretty good. So a little bit less than the PS4, but still with the increased price, I think it's reason- like, and the fact that the Xbox Series X is a real contender. Um, I don't think PlayStation are going to have as easy a run of it mm. as they did with the PS4. So I think... M- probably will be okay with supply for like hardcore gamers who are going to pre-order it yeah but you said to me maybe we're not going to get one because we'll you know maybe the australian market is going to be not prioritized in that case Mm. or whatever or maybe it just sells out before i get one and so i was like well fuck this i'm gonna email (laughs) eb and so i emailed them and there they said i was like do you even have a placeholder or something because you know when a game gets announced when there isn't a collector's edition announced yet you can go in and say i want to pre-order the collector's edition yeah you throw down 50 bucks and they just put it on this like placeholder thing for the collector's edition so as soon as the collector's edition gets announced you're at the top of the list so if it pre-order sells out in the first day when it gets announced you've already got your copy locked in Mm. yeah so I was hoping I could do that with the PS5 because, like, let's be honest, it could be shaped like the fucking poo emoji and I would buy one. Yeah, true. So You'd probably buy one even more then. Yeah, exactly. It'd be great, mm. actually. Real, <laughs> a real centerpiece. <laughs> <laughs> centerpiece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so, I mean, if, if it's 750 bucks for a PS5, that's pretty... That's pretty up there, isn't it? I mean, the it PS3 is, yeah. was a grand, and I think the right. PS2 was around 700 bucks at launch. But that uh, was like yeah. fucking 20 yeah. years ago. And yeah, that kind of money 20 years ago was worth more now. Yeah, exactly. You'd mm. probably be looking at around a grand. Well, I kind of see it that, you know, there's, there's been so many of all the consoles, consoles sold now. So I kind of sit back and I go... Yeah, how many people out there that you know that obviously aren't hardcore gamers? There's still people buying Xbox Ones and PlayStation Fours. Yeah, you know they're they're still available and you can still buy them. Yeah, well, because the the sales roll on. Like it's not like you know hardcore gamers would buy all their shit immediately, but you see yeah. sustained sales over the life of the console. That's right. So you've got you know kind of the hardcores that are out there that want them and must have them. And you're going to have a bunch of others sitting in the background that, you know, are sitting there going, well, we only bought the PlayStation 4 for little Johnny, you know, 12 months ago. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to be looking at buying one for another three years, potentially. And that's when little Johnny has tantrums. Yeah. I suspect that's where you see some of the sales come from, uh, like parents buying stuff. That's why the, hitting that pre-Christmas launch spot is so sort of important. Yeah. And not just because of the launch, because then every year you can have an anniversary sale for the fucking console right before Christmas. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and looking at you know some other news that's kind of been circulating, and I use the, the word news 
very, very loosely. Um, <laughs> uh, there's been a lot of uh, kind of pictures of you know different consoles and, and images being put out and circulated around the internet. Um, like um, fan fan depictions or whatever where they like yeah. they're like, oh, what about this for a concept? And a lot of it's actually come from, you know, Sony brought out their official controller, you know, and... Did we talk about that on the last episode? I don't think so. No, the, the spacey-looking uh, controllers. Yeah, the dual sense. Yeah, which is cool. So a lot of these, you know, images that are out are based on what this controller is, you know, supposedly going to look like. And, yeah. um, you know, they're, they're quite futuristic. Yeah, well, you may as well talk about that. Um, the so the Dual Sense they've changed from the Dual Shock name. They're calling it the Dual Sense mm. because because it's not a shock anymore. Well, you know, if something has been used and worked as a name for twenty plus years, um, why not just go ahead and change it? Well, exactly. So the Dual Sense is called that because they've added in haptic feedback. So basically, extra extra fine vibration i guess mm-hmm. to give you a more a more intense uh more nuanced vibration Feedback, response yeah. i guess that's cool um and then the other thing is a- adaptive triggers or something like that wasn't it so the triggers because it's a little bit bulkier at the top end yeah it actually looks a lot more like the xbox controller more bubbly almost yeah, it seems to from the picture of it, but I don't know because I think it's roughly the same size as the DualShock Four. Okay. So, or, or very slightly bigger, but not quite as big as the Xbox controller. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so they've they've added in a bunch of extra tech with the triggers to make it more. Um, I guess you can get more. So when say for example you're aiming a, a bow and arrow and you pull back the string. Um, as you're pulling back, you get sort of force feedback on the control on the trigger as well. Yeah, so that's that it, good. it gives you a feeling of tension as you're pulling the trigger. I guess mm-hmm. um, they also added in a microphone array into the controller, so you can chat with your friends without needing a headset. So the idea there is that if you have, say, headphones that are like Sennheiser or Bose or something that are fucking awesome, and mm-hmm. they don't have a microphone, you can plug them into your controller to use for surround sound. So if you're using, say, a $400 set of Sennheisers, you're not going to unplug them to put on your fucking Turtle Beach headset so you can chat to people. Mm -hmm. So instead, you can use your hardcore headphones and use their built-in microphone in the controller, which is really cool. Yeah, that is good. Most of the other stuff in the controller is pretty much the same. They've changed the light bar, taken it off the back and put it down the sides of the touch bar, and they've made the controller two-toned they've gone with a white and black two-tone color scheme which looks futuristic like a spaceship and um a lot of people think it looks ugly as balls yeah and they're pretty ugly yeah and so they're saying you know people buy you know makes sense if you think that the ps5 is probably going to match the color scheme of the controller Mm. so it'll be white and black predominantly white with some blue leds through it yeah that's right to match that, and I, I was kind of looking back at um, you know the other console designs, and up until you know the the difference between I guess the PlayStation Two and the PlayStation Three was the was the biggest dramatic change, 
in it in the way it looked. You know, the the three to the four mm. wasn't a huge difference. You know, they they streamlined it a little bit, tried to make it look a little bit more racy, I guess, but it didn't change all that much. Yeah, and I don't know if they're going to want to go more futuristic because the last thing you want really is a console sitting on your your you know table next to your TV and it covered in fucking lights and you know shining brightly taking your eyes off the screen yeah that's true so i think that could be a really bad idea but i you know we're talking about potential you know mock-ups by fucking weirdos here you know, yeah, exactly. got no idea what it's going to actually look like and how much time Microsoft, or sorry, PlayStation will put into theirs and then on the flip side, how much Microsoft are going to put into their changes. Because, well, we already yeah. know what the Xbox Series X is going to look like. It's the big tower looking thing. Yeah, yeah, the big square like, tower thing. I think, which is a bit of a change, like really, from the, from the other one. But I think mm. PlayStation are probably going to, they're going to have no other choice but to make it a bit different to the PS4 mm. because with all the technology that's going into it, they need to account for cooling. And so yeah. there, need, there needs to be an innovative design to allow for cooling because we all know that the, even the PS4's design was flawed when it came to cooling because yeah. you'd have it for a couple of years and it would sound like a fucking jet engine from dust buildup and whatnot. Very true. So Know that personally. Yeah, me too. And I took it to my PlayStation to work and opened it all up and cleaned it out with the air compressor. And it was like, you couldn't even hear it mm. after that, which was awesome. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So speaking of game, playing games on my PS4. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, have you been playing anything? Uh, Apart from Call even, of Duty? I haven't even turned the PlayStation on or yeah. the Xbox. Nothing. Yeah. But I was kind of tempted to just to be able to um, revisit uh, Uncharted Four as a That's free true. title. Yeah, so they well they're giving away Uncharted um, the Nathan Drake collection and Journey for free to encourage people to stay at home mm. um, outside of the PS Plus games, and then the PS Plus games for this month have Uncharted Four in it as and Dirt Rally Two Point So yeah, some um, great games. Yeah, you can sit down and literally play through 100 hours of Uncharted if you wanted yeah. to. Actually, I did just purchase um, the remaster of uh, Assassin's Creed 3 on the Switch. Oh, nice. And I've wanted to sit down and play that, but I just haven't at this stage. Yeah, um, well, I've just been playing through Assassin's Creed Ezio Collection remastered mm. on my PS4. So I got most of the way through... Final Fantasy VII, and I'm looking forward to knocking that over. But um, yep. I just felt the urge to knock over. I had a little bit left on Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, which is the second one out of the three mm-hmm. in the Ezio collection. So I just finished that off, and then I thought, well, while I'm in the mood for Assassin's Creed, I'll jump into Revelations, which was the third one. And I, that one has a, a bit shorter story than the other two. Yep. So I finished that already as well. And... Um, yeah, I just love that series of games. I'm moving on to Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered next. Yeah. But, yeah, just the Ezio collection, the story, like Assassin's Creed 2, you start as Ezio Auditore when he's like a teenager. Mm-hmm. And then you go through his whole life to becoming like the head of the assassins in Rome 
to then going to Constantinople and mentoring the friggin' Turkish assassins mm. as an old man to, you know, giving up their hidden blade and the assassin lifestyle to settle down in the end of the last game. And it's just this great story arc of his whole life across three games. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then on top of that, they do the real life stuff outside of the the Ezio story where it's the like story of the animus and the assassins versus templars in modern times mm. and you progress through that story as well from Assassin's Creed 2 to Revelations where Desmond goes through this journey of being like in the animus working for the templars to breaking out and then like being on the run and trying to work out what the go is with the precursors and all the weird Apple of Eden technology and all that kind of stuff. And it's just really well done. Like such a big story, isn't it? Yeah, it's so big, but also a lot of people kind of shit on all that real life side of it. Cause obviously the meat of the game is the Ezio stuff where you're in the past. Yeah. But just the way that they, piece this story together all around it all um it's it's a bit clunky and and weird and like the controls in those games are so dated when you compare it to like odyssey and stuff like that where you know to sprint you have to be holding a trigger and a face button so if you want to do anything else with the face buttons you have to stop sprinting yeah and then whereas in odyssey you just hold the trigger and then you can do whatever else like if you want to throw a dagger or something while you're running you can where it, mm-hmm. Whereas in the Ezio one, you have to stop sprinting to be able to throw a knife. Yeah. Um, so there's some stuff with the controls that is dated and stuff, and some of the story is a bit weird. But just in general, like looking at it as a big picture thing, I just really, really enjoy it. And I got this really strong feeling when I finished Revelations where I was just like, man, this is weird, but it's so unique. Like mm-hmm. there's no other game like it. Mm. In terms of the story that they're telling anyway. So, or there wasn't at the time. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just a huge fan of Assassin's Creed and it all started because so of true. the Ezio collection back in PS3 days. You know, mm. there was Assassin's Creed 1 before that, but that was even clunkier. And that's also what I like about Revelations as well, because a lot of the game, like you're, you're looking for these keys that are left behind by Altair who was the assassin in Assassin's Creed 1. And as you find each key, you get to like replay a memory from Altair's life. Yeah. And so you get to go back and watch these other scenes from his life that set up how everything else played on afterwards. And you get to see more about what kind of person he was and stuff like that instead of this sort of like hero by numbers character almost in the first Assassin's Creed game. Mm -hmm. You like you learn his motivations and all that kind of shit. Yeah, more so. Which is kind of cool. Like it's a, it, it adds a lot of depth to the story. Yeah, exactly, and it, it lets you revisit that character because I feel like, you know, Assassin's Creed never got a remaster. It mm. went, they went straight to the Ezio collection because it was so much more popular than the yeah. first game, and I would love to see a remake in the sort of way that they're remaking games now, like Final Fantasy VII and Resident Evil and stuff like that, and even Ratchet and Clank. Where, yeah. like, a remake of a, the first Assassin's Creed game redone, telling the same story but with more depth and with the controls from the newer games, just really tightened up a really modern version of that story. 
I would love to see that. Yeah, that'd be good. Well, they've got time at the moment, <laughs> I assume. Well, they're all working at home. Yeah. I mean, you could even outsource that. I don't know if they would, because Ubisoft... One of the shit things about the Assassin's Creed games is the fact that, at least with the early ones, the credits were unskippable. Yeah. So if you finish Assassin's Creed Revelations and you need to still clean up some stuff for trophies or you just want to keep exploring the world, you can't just quit out of the credits because when you go back in, you've got to replay the last mission again. Mm -hmm. So you have to sit and wait for the credits to finish and they, no shit, take like 18 minutes for Assassin's Creed Revelations. It almost lists every Ubisoft employee in the whole fucking world. (laughs) And it's worse because it's a remaster, so it not only has all the staff who were involved in the first time around, but and all the staff all the from the second time around as well. as well. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it's fucking boring as shit. And I appreciate <laughs> the credits because credit where credit's due, the developers deserve to have their name on the fucking thing they built, but not letting people skip the credits and forcing them to sit there or like go and make a meal for fucking 20 minutes while they yeah, wait exactly. to get back into the game is pretty shit yeah that is pretty weird but yeah, it's, it's so- funny actually i was speaking to a friend of mine the other day who has actually just he's he likes gaming but he's not a gamer um yeah and and he actually just went out over the weekend and bought a playstation 4 with a couple of controllers and he called me and he said mate i'm standing in eb games and i don't know what games to get what should i get so i asked him you know, what kind of games are you wanting to play? Like, mm-hmm. you know, what, what are you expecting? You just want games that you can waste a lot of time in, you know, all that kind of stuff. Games um, you can play with other people, games you can play by yourself. Yeah, that's right. And he he said to me, oh, you know, there'll be probably one other person that might come and play games with him every now and again, so not a lot of multiplayer stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said to him, mate, if you're looking for a really good story game, then at the moment for the price of it, you can't go past God of War. Yeah, absolutely. Like that game you can lose 100 plus hours in if you want to do everything um, and travel and just listen to the stories. And, you know, there's so many games out there for so many reasons now. It's fantastic. Yeah, exactly. And it's actually um, the two-year anniversary of God of War this month. Yeah, true. I'm pretty so there sure. you go. So big ups yeah. to God of War. Yeah, and it's so cheap. Mm, yeah, I saw Amazon the other day, fourteen bucks. Yeah, it's a bargain. Yeah, I think it's about that on the digital store as well. It'd be down. Yeah, probably is in that area. Yeah, because they still got their Easter sale. If you own a PS4 and you haven't bought God of War, you fucking need to get it. It's awesome. Mm. That and Spider-Man and Detroit becomes human. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> like all of the all of the Uncharted games. Like, fuck, yeah. you can buy... Lit, he, your mate could literally right now turn on his brand new PS4 and already have four free games in mm. the Uncharted collection and Journey. And then if he has PS Plus, he gets another two. Without buying anything, you've got five of the best... PlayStation exclusive games. Well, Journey's not so much exclusive anymore. Yeah. But um, five of like some of the best PlayStation games you can get, mm. and then drop another twenty on fucking God of War. And you're laughing. And you've got enough games to if you don't game all the time, you've got enough to keep you going for quite some time. Oh yes. 
and definitely worth it all of those games even to purchase yes they're free right now but you know, yeah all of them are so worth it absolutely yeah. oh well do you have anything else you want to talk about i think we're yeah about not done particularly here. i mean uh <laughs> we've got to save some small talk for the next episode that's all right yeah hopefully there'll be something between now and then yeah, exactly. It's bizarre that our most consistent podcasting year is the year where there's no fucking games coming out. <laughs> so, well, great. We're trying not to delay like every other fucking gaming industry thing at the moment. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be able to speak to you again about not much in a couple of weeks. Yeah, exactly. You just mm. get to learn some random bullshit. Yeah, that's about. right. But if there is anything that you want us to talk about or anything that you think we've missed in this rant, um, you can email us at podcast at dropbeargaming.com or hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, etc. Send us a message, whatever. Yeah. We'll chat about what you want us to chat about. That's right, because we don't have fuck all else, really. <laughs> exactly. We literally so... talked about laptop prices. Yeah, exactly. And the stock market. <laughs> 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 we'll tune oh, in next week for uh, the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anyway. Now, enjoy. Thank you very much for listening, and we hope we've uh, in some way entertained you for a small amount of time. Uh, and you're quite welcome to go back to your uh, audio books now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.